Leafs Converts Hockey World. What is up? This is the Leafs Convo Podcast. My name is Norman James, your host and creator of this project that we love so much. We've got a lot to talk about here on this Sunday Spectacular. Of course, Austin Matthews going down with a shoulder injury, we believe. How long is he going to be gone for and how is this going to affect the Maple Leafs? Oh yeah, they won 3-2 over the Jets, sweeping the home and home at Scotiabank Place. Nazem Kadri coming to life thanks to Mitch Marner, but of course... He's going to get paid way more money than William Nylander will ever get paid, and that's not going to sit well with the Nylanderites. But I digress. Mike is ready to go. I'm ready to go. I know you are too. So what do you say? Let's pod Sunday spectacular style. The Leafs combo starts right now. Mike from Big Cheek, the one and only Michael Piagello. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Norman. Uh, how are you? Not too bad. I love the comeback the Leafs put together late in the game to sour the Jets' trip to Toronto, uh, winning 3-2, sending the Jets to Finland with um, some pouty faces. But we lost number 34 along the way, and who knows how long he's going to be gone. Yeah, it sort of put a damper on things. Uh, I mean, basically, I, you know, just personally, I I didn't really concentrate much on the the third period comeback as I was – you know, writing a story about the Matthews injury for, for sporting news. And, uh, you know, I just see the one goal and okay, they scored a goal. I see another goal. You know, it was sort of like background noise because everybody was concentrating on the injury. And I mean, it's a, it's a very good victory for, for the club. They, they, they were, I think outworked and out physical in the first 40 minutes, but the jets were playing their third game in four nights. And I think they lost a little bit of energy going into the third. And I, think that the sort of revamped forward lines, um, especially the Marlowe, Kadri, Marner line, which played together mm-hmm. most of the second half of last year, uh, they played really well in the third and good, the good comeback victory with Kapanen getting the uh, the goal 26 seconds after Gardner. But obviously the focus after the game is Matthews. On the Maple Leafs for trailing in the game for most of it and then coming back late to pull out the victory, that you're going to win in a variety of ways throughout the season. 82 games, you're not going to win the same every time. You're not going to lose the same every time. So, I mean, what would you rather the team do? Just fold like a cheap 10 and then lament the loss or come back, get the win, and, you know, you, you, you take your two points how you can get them. With Austin Matthews, it sucks for fans because I, I love watching. It's like watching the Raptors right now. If Kawhi Leonard goes down, you know, the Raptors are still going to do well. But you want to watch because of Kawhi. You just never know what kind of show you're going to get. It's going to be riveting, thrilling. The same can be said for Austin. I want to see what this guy can do on any given night. And him not being in, in the arena, um, under the bright lights, uh, away from where all the action is, <clears throat> that's not what you want as a hockey fan. That's not what he wants as a hockey player. So we're, we're going to be without that for a while. Yeah, the and team, the question as it's construct. Yeah, sorry, as the team as, as it's constructed right now has plenty of stars and guys who can step in, and I really don't think that this team will have its record, its expected record is going to be affected too much with um, Austin Matthews being out of the lineup. They're still too potent, Mike. Well, I mean, the question is how long, and we won't know that maybe until tomorrow when Mike Babcock said he would have more information on the injury. I mean, <clears throat> just looking at it um, and comparing it to the last shoulder injury he had, which was last February against the Islanders when he got sandwiched by Cal Clutterbuck and another Islander player. He was out a month for that. 
and they said it was a grade two separation, which I guess is a less severe uh, separation. I, I I don't know, like I'm not gonna play amateur doctor, but it you know he he was his shoulder was hanging, he was in pain uh, skating off the ice. So I mean, if I best case scenario, I would think it would be a month. Um, so if that's the case, I mean, and I made this point in on my on my blog today on Hockey Buzz. They're much better suited this year to survive an injury to Matthews than they were last year. If you remember, last year they moved Marlowe to the middle for the two injuries he's had early in the year, the concussion and the back problem. And then later in the year when they were basically locked in the third place, they they moved William Nylander up the middle, and he was generally ineffective at that. So this year, you know, they have Tavares, they have Kadri 1-2, and they just move Par Lindholm back to the yeah. as the number three, and that's you know that's not bad. And depending on how long this injury is, and that that's what they'll have to to go with. From Jonas Siegel this morning on the lines at practice, Tavares centering a line with Hyman and Kapanen, Kadri with Marlowe, and Marner flanking him, Lindholm, Yonten. Um, this is an opportunity for him. Uh, you know, opportunity knocks when players go down, and and I'm hoping these guys can. Uh, knock and knock loud. Lindholm with Janssen and Brown and uh, Gauthier with Ennis and Levo. The hit itself, I mean, last year, Cal Clutterbuck, I mean, he's putting your, your star player out. Cal Clutterbuck? Come on, man. Like, that guy, I mean, we, we know he's sandpaper. That guy's lucky to be in the league based on you know, the fact that, you know, he does what he does and uh, general managers and coaches still like what he does. Um, but you know, Jacob Truba is a key cog in the wheel for the Winnipeg Jets. And I know fans don't want their star players to get hit like that, but the opposition really doesn't care about your sensitivities, Leafs fans and, and uh, your, you know, your protectionism and your, and your, uh, want for your star players to be coddled and cared for. These guys are going after them and they don't really care. And if, um, they have to be yelled at from, from the stands, they don't, that's not something they really factor into when they know that one of the top players in the game is out now, giving themselves a better chance to win, um, ultimately get the, the win in that contest. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Matthews knows that he's going to be a target out there, and it's just the, the way it goes. Look at ask Sidney Crosby how it how it plays. You know, that guy's missed what almost two full seasons uh, with concussion based on the fact that you know he's been um, locked in uh, physically with with a lot of guys who want to take him out. It's it's part of the game, unfortunately. Well, I, I and this is the thing. Like I said, this is four injuries in 13 months after he played all 82 games in his rookie season. But he had a shoulder injury uh, previous to being drafted by the Leafs. He had a leg injury. I mean, you know, the, the, being injured is part of part of hockey. Part of being a hockey player, you have to get through it. Now, the thing I'm concerned about uh, for you know long-term situation is that you know now this is three shoulder injuries so one of them has been hurt twice um we know that it takes a long time to recover from shoulder injuries i i would suspect that you know part of the lackluster performance that matthews had in the playoffs was tied to the the shoulder injury that he had late in the season but he didn't want to use it as an excuse and nobody else wanted to use it as, a, as an excuse either but I think that has to be a factor. So they're going to they're gonna take their time and make sure he's 100%. But it may affect what 
type of not not to say what type of player he is because he's an immensely talented player, but he may not be able to go to the net as much because almost almost all the injuries that he's had has been either crashing the net, going toward the net, and taking a hit. And sometimes, you know, if if your body doesn't allow you to do that, and he's 21 years old, so I mean, I'm not saying I'm not overreacting here, but I'm just saying if you keep getting hurt going to the net like that and keep getting crunched by players, then you may have to be more of a perimeter player than, and pick your spots rather than go to the, go to the net all the time. I'd rather have John Tavares go to the net anyway. I mean, he's um, a little bit more compact and he's been doing it for, for so long. And, you know, he's, if he's a physical force kind of in the same way, Sidney Crosby is, you know, just really, um, He's just he's just a tank, uh, and and with Austin Matthews, if he if he has to pick his spots and dance around the perimeter to stay in the game, fine. I mean, he's got the shot to do it. He's got the finesse to do it. He's got the imagine uh, imagination and the creativity to do it. Um, great. I mean, it's not like he's going to give up on, on being physical uh, to earn his points just yet. But um, you know, you you've got to be a survivor in this game too, Mike, I and mean, you can't be too too nuts you can't be <clears throat> too reckless or you're going to not derail your career but um you're going to certainly hinder its possibilities so uh, these are things that i'm sure that austin matthews is thinking in his head right now and obviously the coaching staff and management too this is the least combo norman james in london mike Agello in buffalo um the win mike nice little comeback as i mentioned uh, earlier in the episode you're going to win in a variety of ways and nothing's perfect. And the jets carried the play for most of it, but the Leafs were able to steal a game. That's what, that's what winning teams do. Right, Mike, um, you know, pull, pull a rabbit out of the hat late, get that win, uh, leave the opposition demoralized, uh, especially when they thought that they were probably going to get out of Toronto with the deuce. Well, I, again, and I, I pointed this out on, I think on the last uh, combo was the fact that, you know, they're five and zero on the road and they played their best hockey on the road. And last night they were a period away from being two and four. Now they came back. Kadri gets the goal to make it two one. They get the two goals within twenty six seconds with Gardner and Kapanen. They won the game. Now they're five hundred at home. But honestly, they have played one complete game or close to complete game uh, in six at home, and that was against the dreadful L.A. Kings. They have not played well at home. And, uh, you know, that that has to be a concern for for Mike Babcock. Now, again, he's going to be concerned mostly about what's going to happen and how long he's going to be without Matthews. And, um, you know, I, you know, Nazem Kadri said after the game yesterday that, you know, their their depth has been talked about for, you know, a long time, especially after the acquisition of Tavares. And this is where that depth comes into focus because, you know, you have to rely on the quality that you have on the roster to step up when somebody is missing. It's not all about Austin Matthews, but you know, he has, he is leading the league in goals. So this, it is a loss that they're going to, they're going to have, and we don't know how long it's going to be, but they did go 11, seven and two last year in the 20 games without Matthews. So they can win games without him because they're a good team. They have a number one center right now playing in the number one position. And that's John Tavares. You had a number one center playing in the number two spot. You had a number two center playing in the number three spot. They can, they can win. They can get 110, 15 points with Austin Matthews, without William Nylander. They have a really, really good team. If they have, 
when you add everybody in, it's an overabundance. And how how is how can you how can you concoct a, a Stanley Cup champion with all of this incredible talent with extra talent? Sometimes it's a little bit harder to do than when you actually just have the right amount. And um, it'll be interesting to see how things progress here. I don't see any reason why the team itself would be demoralized because Austin Matthews is not part of it. You've got opportunity now for Nazem Kadri to play with somebody like Mitch Marner. And <clears throat> Nazem Kadri, who knows, this guy could carry the team for a little while. Uh, while John Tavares just chips away and does what he has to do. I wanted to ask you before we go, Mike, how does the Austin Matthews injury impact the stalemate between Camp Nylander and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is there a little bit more of a, an onus now on the Leafs to up the ante a little bit and, and try to get Nylander back to bring in some more heavyweight um, capability to this lineup? Or, um, I mean, again, whether it's Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and Nazem Kadri going down, the Leafs just basically are um, dug into to their position because it, this isn't about, um, you know, how many players are, the in, are in the infirmary. It's more about asset management, and that's just the way it has to go. Yeah, I, I don't think it changes the the focus or changes the uh, uh, tactics of the Leafs uh, toward Nylander. I mean, I, somebody in the press box yesterday was saying, well, I'm sure Nylander's camp is, you know, not, not saying they're rooting for somebody to get hurt, but I'm sure Nylander's camp is – you know, happy that this happened, maybe it shakes things loose. No, I mean, th this is not about the here and now with Nylander. It's about the next two to six years in terms of his contract and being able to fit players underneath the salary cap. And, you know, from everything that I've heard, it's it's a week and a half since the Switzerland sojourn that uh, Kyle Dubas took to meet William Nylander. There's been no... Uh, progress that reported there's been nothing out there in terms of a deal being close and if you looked at what Kyle Dubas and it was very uh, it was illustrated well on the uh, Saturday night headlines last night in Hockey Night in Canada that Dubas has visited five NHL cities in five days you don't do that in in late October as a part of a scouting trip there's something going on I don't know whether it's just them putting on a little bit of a shell game to say you know we're going to trade you William if you don't come in at our number but I think he's preparing for both eventualities, either trade him or sign him. But they got to get him at his number. And I don't think Matthews being out a month or a couple days is going to make a difference one way or the other. I've said it before. I'll say it again, and I'll wrap it up with this. I love the Leafs more than I love Leafs. And William Nylander might be statistically the best forward who's not playing in the game right now and is not appreciated the way he should be and is – not being treated uh, financially uh, the way, you know, his numbers, uh, you know, ought to get him to be treated. But I'll tell you, th this team has a goal, and that's to win a Stanley Cup. It's not to make a, a group of Nylanderites happy. Um, it's, it's, big, it's bigger than that. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Leafs have to figure out what they're going to do with the fact that they have an asset they're not getting anything from right now. How do you either get him back in the fray, make him happy, make yourselves happy, make the team happy, and go win a Stanley Cup, or take that asset, parlay it for something else that can come in and help this team right now. This isn't just about making William Nylander happy, okay? He's not number one on the pecking order. He's not two, he's not three, not even four or five, perhaps. So if he doesn't like that, then he's either going to have to grin and bear it, or the Leafs are going to have to make a move to, to send him somewhere where he can be the guy, 
all of his great stats and all his great possibilities and all of his great potential included bring back something that can help this team get to where it wants to go. And the goal here isn't to, you know, sell more William Nylander dolls. The goal here is to have in late June, Austin Matthews accept that damn Stanley Cup and hoist it in front of either the crowd at Scotiabank Arena or wherever the hell they're going to win that thing. Last word to you, Mike. Well, uh, the Leafs play two games at home this week uh, at uh, for, against Calgary tomorrow and against Dallas on Thursday. So um, right now they have 12 forwards with Matthews injured and the Marlies do not play until Friday. So they may go with Janssen and they may go with the lineup that uh, Jonas Siegel reported. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they call up somebody as a 13th forward and maybe somebody who if Babcock doesn't like the way Janssen is playing, which has been off and on this year. Um, maybe insert a guy like a Trevor Moore, yeah, who is sure. a score, who's leading the Marlies with seven goals in nine games. So you could see that in the next few days. Mike Babcock likes that kind of stuff. You go play your ass off. You deserve your chance. Let's go. Right? Exactly. Okay, Mike. Got to go, man. Thanks, Norm. That'll wrap this episode of the Least Convo Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Without your support, we just can't do what we do. My brother from another mother, the prospect prince, Kyle Outridge, has a brand new take on the Marlies. The Calder Cup champs, after a slow start, are starting to heat up a little bit. Plus, Jillian McLeod has her game changer. It's all right now on the YouTube channel. Don't forget the full podcast, the collabs between Mike and I, the bread and butter of this project we love so much, will be strictly on podcast platform for now with some snippets from each episode put to YouTube. We're trying to change things up a little bit. Let us know what you think about it. At Norman James TLC, at Mike and Buffalo. For Big Mike, I'm Big NJ. We'll talk to you soon. The Least Convo Podcast is outie.